Bonjour. It's bonjour today because I made some books about flamingos and they are, well, one of the places they live is in Camargue in France, in the south of France, in the salty wetlands there. And my book is called The Big Egg. It's focused around adjectives and it's the first one in my functional classroom language series, which is not actually set in the classroom. So what I want to do is show how I think we can make the bridge between a modeled text, which is not classroom based, to functional classroom language. Why am I continually talking about functional classroom language? It's simply because the classroom is where we are. So that's where we're speaking. And if we're speaking in the classroom, we need the language that enables us to communicate with each other in that classroom context. So the point of these books is the adjectives. That's really the grammatical organizational structure of the books. And I've chosen today to talk about number three, level three. I've made the levels really big so that you can see which level's which. It's the same story at each level and each level makes the sentences and the grammar a little bit more complex so you can build up your understanding through those levels. And on the bottom right corner I've just noted really quickly what that level has added to the previous um learnings so that students are able to build the complexity within that concept. So this one, number three, adds comparison. And I've used three adjectives, orki, chisai, and kirei. I think it's important to really limit the vocab so you're not stretching students' cognitive capacity on memorizing words. And that frees up more space to have a look at how the sentence works, what the sentence structure might be. So level three is still really simple. I've got orki des. That's the adjective and the be verb. Literally, big is. Kire des. Beautiful is. Motto kire des. So the motto is the addition in this one, and it means more beautiful. Motto o ki des. So the motto again makes more big or bigger in English. How can we use this language in a classroom context? You can talk about anything around the room. Motto oki, motto kire, motto whatever. Oh, by the way, the end of the book is that the chicks don't care about who's big and who's um, beautiful. They just want to be friends. So there's all of that discussion about comparisons not really being something that you need to worry about. But on the other hand, there are areas in life and particularly in the realm of mathematics where comparisons are really, really important. So what 
is bigger than something else. You might grab a set of pencils and hold them in your hand and say, Oki, Moto Oki, which, which pencil's bigger? Which one's Oki? Which one's Moto Oki? And those comparisons are really important. My daughter came up with a really good game that she plays sometimes with children that she knows. Um, where she's thinking of something and every time the child guesses what it is, she says it's bigger than a iPad. It's smaller than a mm, couch. It's bigger than – so, and then the next guess comes in. So let's do one. I'm thinking of something – it's a cup – Okay, and the students might guess, is it a phone? Because it's something that I can see, for example. No, it's bigger than a phone. Is it a chair? No, it's smaller than a chair. Now, can we do that in Japanese? Of course. Is it a cup? Oh, no, that's the one that was my thing. Is it a phone? Ie for no. Motto o ki. It's bigger. Is it a chair? Ie moto chisai. And you can do the gestures as you're saying it, so you've got that meaning connection through the gesture. Is it a computer? Ie moto chisai. Really, really good uh, learning game, which would help students to use those adjectives in a meaningful way. And then you could offer to students a different sort of activity like go and find me something that is motto or key than my coffee cup. And off they go and find it and they can talk to each other and say, yeah, motto or key, that's not motto or key. Or you can mix it up, mix up the English and the language that you're working with so that students have that entry point and they're practicing the language that you're focusing on in that class in lots of different sorts of contexts. Um, you might choose to ask some people to bring some pencils to your to the floor and say maybe you have learnt about whose pencil and and doing the ownership of pencils and you could say that Jason's pencil ga motto oki and Lucy's pencil ga motto chisai. Um, just get creative. What can you see around the space that might work with those words? If you're being very, very particular about grammar, then you'll know that with pencils, you would actually say which one's longer and which one's shorter rather than which one's bigger and which one's smaller. I really recommend temporarily at least, to keep the language as simple as possible. So if you've got big and little, then do things with big and little, even if it's not the most perfect and accurate grammatical use for those words, because the point is communicative competence. Communicative, <laughs> communicative competence is when you get your meaning across to the other person using the limited amount of 
vocabulary and sentence structures and creative skills that you have right now. If I can communicate to you that one thing is bigger than another, even if it's not necessarily exactly the right adjective for that exact situation, I have got my message across. And if the grammar is not exactly correct too, that's okay. If I get my message across, I have achieved communicative competence. Does that mean we stay with incorrect language? No, not at all. It just means that we give ourselves time to learn what we're learning now and then take the next step as we go. So if students are getting really good at saying that one pencil is motto or key than another pencil, you might then introduce the word for taller and shorter in the language that you're teaching because they've got that cognitive capacity to add in a new piece of information because they've already automated the motto adjective sentence pattern. I hope that makes sense. I hope that's really, really helpful for you. I hope you really enjoy using language as part of mathematics and celebrate that with the school. Let people know that you do work across the curriculum using language because sometimes we get compartmentalized and we don't get heard that we are very much part of how we're working with all of the curriculum and language has that beautiful capacity to jump into any area of the curriculum and just do it in our language and then we're developing those parts of the curriculum too so if we want language to be out there and part of classroom teaching time what about if we have some of the classroom teaching content also included in what we're doing. And adjectives is a beautiful way of bringing mathematics into the classroom. Ciao, Ah, oh, I should say, ciao.